0: This is 90s and Noughties UK, a podcast on UK pop culture of the 90s and 2000s. If you want to contact the show, email 90sandnaughties at gmail.com, tweet us on at 90 UK on Twitter, or check us out on Facebook, Nineties and 90 UK.
1: Welcome to the 90s and noughties UK podcast for the 15th of February 2021 with me, Jamie.
2: And me, Haley.
1: That's right. Welcome back, um, Hayley, as guest host once again. And... Uh, Another thing um that I thought I was looking for research for this podcast, and I think you'll be interested in this. Did you know it's the twentieth anniversary two thousand and one since um hearsay won um pop stars
2: oh brilliant i loved I love hearsay that's brilliant. <laughs> I can't
1: believe it's been that that long, though. Oh, my goodness. No, it's unbelievable, isn't it, how time has flown. And it was the first of those reality shows, like singing things. It was. And uh, because there was that one, there was Pop Stars, The Rivals. That's right, yeah. The next one after that, that was Pop Idol. That's correct,
2: yeah. 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 And then we went on to X-Factor after that,
1: yeah. The X-Factor. Do you remember, what was it called? Soapstar Superstar or whatever it was called. Yes,
2: I remember that, yeah.
1: Yeah, that was kind of the same kind of thing, wasn't it? But we have to go right back to the beginning. I mean, do you know of um, the acts that kind of spawn out of that show? There's a couple of them that spring to mind. Um, One of them had a number one single with Colourblind. Darius. Darius and um another one was a group of people that had auditioned for that show and went off to be probably an even bigger band than Hearsay.
2: Liberty
1: X. Liberty X, I know. But I w- I was wondering this. Like you say Hearsay were great back in the day, and of course their debut Pure and Single was a massive, massive hit. Um do you know who sang the original version of Pure and Simple?
2: Yes, girl thing.
1: And this is one for all you pop pickers at home. Um, can you name all the members of Hearsay? Well,
2: um, we'll have to see if they can or not. But is that a challenge for me? If I can, if I can name
1: them all. Oh, will go ahead. Yeah.
2: Right, Danny, Noel, um, Suzanne, yeah, um, Kim, and Miley.
1: You got it. You got it. Yeah. Those... <laughs> Those are the names, indeed. Those are their Christian names. Uh, Danny Foster, Mylene Class, Kim Marsh, um, Suzanne Shaw, and Noel Sullivan. All very popular now in their own fields. Yep. Because, of course... Um, from memory I think Danny Foster has done some stage work around Mylene Class, obviously a very popular broadcaster and um, musician Kim Marsh obviously did Corey Uh, Suzanne Shaw has done little bits and pieces on the stage and in television and Noel Sullivan's very popular in the West End I believe yeah yeah I I mean um, did you buy that first album
2: um, I don't think I actually bought the album, but I think I bought the singles because oh, I, I was more of a singles person. I used to collect the singles, and it was the actual the um the second single that I was more of a fan of.
1: And which one was that?
2: The Way to Your Love.
1: Song. Oh yeah, that was um that was a good, a little bit more sentimental, a bit more sort of yeah uh, yeah.
2: I used to like the video. It's like um in a um sort of like in a field kind of thing. If I remember next
1: to like a barn or something you remember more than me um (laughs) i mean they had a tv show as well didn't they hearsay yeah yeah hearsay it's saturday i think it was called yeah
2: i vaguely remember
1: it yeah i mean it's bizarre i don't remember any other um winner of a reality uh, like tv show getting a tv show quite like that i
2: know but, I mean, they. I still remember, like, how big Pure and Simple was. Like, that music video was, like, everywhere at the time. I love the song, though. But I love um, Girl Things' version as well because I'm a Girl Thing fan. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, it's a little bit more stripped back, that version. Well, happy anniversary to Hearsay um, and... Long may their individual components continue to um, flourish in the worlds in which they've now chosen. It was a shame when they broke up, actually. I thought it was a shame.
2: It was, yeah. And, and I see Kim left and they, they brought um, someone else in, didn't they? um it was a guy I'm, I'm sorry that i can't think of the name off the top of my head but yeah
1: yeah that's that's right well as i say happy happy anniversary to hearsay now what time is it Haley?
2: it's chico time actually no it's time for the main feature jamie <laughs>
1: So this is headline and or statement, a tentatively titled feature where I read out a statement that I have written to describe a TV show, a TV show episode, a film or something else related to the 90s or noughties. Now I'm going to tell you um, what it is I am describing. So this particular statement relates to a TV show episode so in order to get that you need to guess obviously the tv show and maybe even the episode in which it comes from as well so this is describing a particular episode and the statement is this a group of people welcome a new member to their crew but not before humiliation by the whole establishment let me repeat that once more. A group of people welcome a new member to their crew, but not before humiliation by the whole establishment. Have you got that? Good. I will tell you the answer later on in the program. So in this week's main feature, I wanted to talk to you personally about a subject which is really close um, to my heart. And that is the subject of animation. Now, we have spoken about animation and cartoons and stuff on the podcast before. We've spoken about Um, Nickelodeon, Disney, and all that wonderful stuff that came out of those studios and very similar studios during that time period. But what we haven't talked about in great detail is um, the stuff that came before the 90s and noughties that we were still watching um, in those decades. Now, I I don't know about anybody else, but I remember a time uh, when Sky first came along, and I would um, sit there watching Cartoon Network. And Cartoon Network would stop at a specific time of day and it would go over to TNT Classic um, Movies. Now, at that time, uh, it was owned by um, Ted Turner. I can't tell you if it still is. However, um, as part of his Big empire, he owned the rights to Hanna-Barbera cartoons and other such things. So it formed a huge part of the Cartoon Network lineup. So I saw all of this great stuff from the 50s up to the 80s and beyond, in some cases, on this stuff, as well as some of the newer productions that were coming out of um, what was left of the studio, the likes of Two Stupid Dogs, Dexter's Laboratory, Powerpuff Girls, etc., etc., etc. But the stuff from earlier, the likes of the Flintstones, the Jetsons, Scooby Doo, etc., etc., um, were a, a real staple of my childhood. And I know that Scooby Doo has continued to be aired on on CBBC. They aired the 60s series, I think, Infinity. Um, but really seeing those early ones for the first time was a great moment for me. I I love the animation of Hanna-Barbera. I love the the wit of the scripts of most of the scripts before it got a little bit uh, kind of Saturday morning and, and maybe a tad lazy in places. I love the revolving backgrounds. Um, I I just love the vintage thing of it. And I think in my mind, that's probably where my love... um, I I also do um, vintage-y type things. Where my love of vintage came from, is watching these cartoons. And uh, I've been re-watching The Jetsons recently, actually. And with it being one of the first primetime cartoons up there with uh, the Flintstones, so aimed at an adult audience, I really wasn't aware with um, just how many kind of adult references and adult jokes were in there because it wasn't aimed at a child audience. It was aimed at an adult audience. I wasn't aware of that. So, yeah, I I grew up with those things, and I have a great fondness for them, uh, all their flaws uh, and all. And like I say, there was some great stuff that came out of the studio in the 90s, um, which was very much inspired by um, the stuff that came before, I'm I'm thinking of things like uh, Space Ghost Coast to Coast, if you remember that, and Johnny Bravo, as well. Some of those great Cartoon Network shows of that period. Um, but to go back to the the Hanna Barbera stuff, I I now own most of it on DVD, and I I I love revisiting them every few years and just to think you know there are going to be people who grew up in the 60s 70s and 80s in the UK and the US they're going to be saying oh yeah but they arrived when when I was little yeah but this is what I always say about stuff from before landing in your time as it were is it can make just as much of an impact as when it was made in my mind it doesn't matter when it was made. I remember a time in the early two thousands when um, CITV was showing the Flintstones, and to my mind, there were they were playing the um, the nineteen sixties episodes, maybe from the later series, but they were definitely the sixties episodes. And Top Cat, um, known originally over here as Boss Cat, was shown on BBC Two um, for several years or so in the 2000s somewhere. These were still hugely popular shows in this period. And of course, in the 90s as well, um, I I think maybe the love for it kind of regurgitated a a little bit because of um, the movies that were made of some Hanna-Barbera properties. The one that springs to mind is um, The Flintstones, released uh, around, what, 92, 93? Something like that's a great soundtrack um, to that. It's it's sort of a great who's who of sort of late 80s, early 90s stuff. I, I have great memories of listening to Was Not Was, uh, Walk the Dinosaur, for example. So yeah, um, I love animation and it still forms a, a great part of my life. And um, I know when I, I had a guest on here on The Empty Compartment and we talked about Um, kind of people of yesteryear kind of still having a uh, a role to play in kind of modern culture and one story I think I might have edited out but I'd have to go back and check uh, is that so I apologize uh, at this moment if I'm repeating myself is um, that of Mel Blanc who died in Um, around 1989 and he was the voice of Warner Brothers another um, cartoon staple of our childhood seeing all those 30s 40s 50s 60s um, Looney Tunes and uh, he was also the voice of Barney Rubble and oh my goodness hundreds of other voices and he died in in 89 um, but we were still seeing stuff from him uh, into the 90s. He was in the Jetsons movie around 1990 because he'd recorded those tracks in advance. He was inadvertently in the Flintstones movie because they used a track of Dino from the 60s. Um, I I assume as well, I'm sure I've read this somewhere, without um, the permission of his estate, but I think that was later corrected. And he he kept appearing on things years after his death, and there were um, games that were released using the characters that he helped to create through his voice characterizations. And one thing I love is it, it's the um, it's that game from sort of ninety eight ninety nine Bugs Bunny Lost in Time on the PS one. I loved it, right? And Bugs is not it's not Mel. Right. As far as I can remember, it's not Mel. But there are other characters in there. I think it's uh, y- Yosemite Sam. They use bits of Mel's voice um, to 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 uh, bring those characters to life, uh, which is an amazing thing up uh, because he recorded all these different voices, all these different phrases. And they just continued to use his stuff kind of in incidental moments like that and I think that's that's amazing um I I think the the other thing to talk about here as well as Hanna-Barbera and Warner Brothers is Disney in the context of those classic films that we saw as children in the 90s when they used to do those special editions and whatnot the likes of Jungle Book and Aristocats and you know Dumbo um being re-released on VHS and them kind of being the safe movies uh that we could watch because in the era they were seen as safe movies i remember going to friends houses and they'd put on things like um like Robin Hood and, and Fantasia and they were great marvels of animation and a huge part of our growing up in the 90s um years Decades after they were first produced and released, and um, just just as an aside, actually, back in the nineteen forties, um, Mel Blanc worked extensively with Phil Harris on uh, the Jack Benny program, and Phil Harris uh, would later go on to voice Baloo the bear and um, uh, the the uh, the other bear in Robin Hood, and of course a character in um, in Aristocats as well so again these voices echoing down the years being a part of our childhood in a way that i'm sure at the time that they recorded these things um could have never been imagined um because it's years before the arrival of home video and stuff and now i'm so glad that they're getting releases on dvd and blu-ray so that we can continue to relive our childhood And now for a regular feature on the podcast, it's time for Celebrity Birthdays. And today, our Celebrity Birthday guesser is radio presenter Tanya. Um, Welcome to the podcast, Tanya. Tell us about um, the radio station that you work for.
3: Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, So I work for Burgess Hill Radio, a community station in Burgess Hill, funny enough. And um, I'm currently doing two breakfast shows and a mid-morning show, so they're keeping me busy.
1: Excellent. Well, all the best with that. How is your celebrity knowledge?
3: Yeah, this is going to be interesting, isn't it? I mean, I don't want to say, in case you, you might change the person, actually, be careful what I say here. Obviously, some areas I might be stronger than others. We shall see.
1: Yes, we shall. Now, I'll, mm. I'll explain for new listeners, in case you've never heard before, it's basically 20 questions, but I will give little clues along the way. And um, it's, it's yes, no questions. I can't answer, you know, where they were born or whatever. Mm. It's just yes or no. So, Tanya, without further ado, um, start your questioning.
3: Okay. Um, is the person a uh, man? No. So therefore, I hope a woman. <laughs> um, are, is she a singer?
1: Yes. Yes, she has done some singing, yes.
3: Okay, she has done. Is she an actor as well?
1: She has done a little bit of acting as well, yes.
3: A little bit of acting. Is she um, still successful now, performing now?
1: Um, I wouldn't say so. I think she's sort of dropped off of the landscape slightly um but certainly in the period in which this podcast is focused 90s and and 2000s Mm. she was certainly active then okay
3: is she english british
1: um she well it's funny you say english she's not english but she is british
3: oh no i suddenly realized i said that okay um was she in a girl band
1: As far as I know, she wasn't in a girl band. No, she's more famous as a solo artist.
3: Okay. Mm. So, was she a pop star, would you say?
1: Well, she didn't start out as a pop star, but I think you could say that eventually um, she went that way.
3: Mm Okay. So, British singer little bit of acting not big now Hmm. this is tough isn't it Hmm. did she have um top 10 songs
1: oh i think yeah definitely i think they were extremely popular certainly her pop material um was up there maybe her early material not so much hmm and I'll give, you, I'll give you a slight clue here because mm. I feel like I've already told you a couple of times. Uh, she was a child star.
3: Child star mm-hmm. in the 90s and noughties.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Does she start her career in the
1: 90s? Yes.
3: Late 90s?
1: Oh, yeah. Very, very late 90s. And I will give another clue here. Mm. Um, she rose to fame on a talent show. Oh.
3: Was it the X Factor?
1: It wasn't the X Factor, no, because we're talking about the nineties. Um, oh, yeah, it was. It was, it was a show hosted by Jonathan Ross.
3: Oh god, I don't think I saw that one. Okay, so she's oh Charlotte Church.
1: Yeah, you got it.
3: Yay! I think when you said child star, I, and I thought I was thinking Irish, Scottish, Welsh. Yay! Yeah. Got there in the end. Got there in the end.
1: See, that wasn't so hard.
3: No, it wasn't too bad. I thought,
1: yeah, at least I heard of her. <laughs> well, that's right. And um, the celebrity, um, well, obviously, because of the name of the, uh, the feature, is Celebrity Birthdays. She's celebrating her birthday in the week of this broadcast, 21st of February 1986, she was born. So she'll be turning 35 this year. Um, so happy birthday to Charlotte Church. Thank you, Tanya, for joining us to play Celebrity Birthdays.
3: Thanks for having me, Jamie.
1: So before we go here, let me give you the answer to today's headline and or statement, which today was a TV show episode. And it was this. A group of people welcome a new member to their crew, but not before humiliation by the whole establishment. Well, a group of people refers to the gang at recess, you know, TJ, um, Gretchen, Mikey, Spinelli, Vince... And, of course, the new member to their crew, which in the episode, The New Kid, was Gus Griswold. And for being The New Kid, um, he was uh, seen as The New Kid and um, shown lots of humiliation by the whole school. Hi, New Kid. And then at the end of that episode, if you've never seen it, I apologize for ruining it, but at the end of that episode, uh, he basically stands up and says my name is not new kid it is this and therefore he's therefore known as gus griswold so well done if from my very vague statement you got that correct and um if you didn't better luck next time that we play headline and or statement
0: Thank you for listening to 90s and Noughties UK, a podcast on UK pop culture of the 90s and 2000s. Please remember to rate, comment and subscribe on your favourite podcast provider. If you want to contact the show, email 90sandnaughties at gmail.com, tweet us on at 90 UK on Twitter or check us out on Facebook, Nineties and 90 UK.